1: Skyler N.D. Thanks, Skyler. What is your projected top 10 starting the season oh. and a quick strength and weakness? Wow. For each team. That is. A- <laughs> <laughs> You're starting off with a pretty thick Ooh. question, man. Jeez,
2: yeah, I mean, I couldn't I I I, uh, I couldn't not bring it up because, I mean, if the, if the guy's going to get up there and be well, Skyler, it could be a guy or a girl. But if Skylar's going to bring that up first, I mean, get on here first, be the first question. I got to bring it up. I don't. So, Skylar, just for uh, thank you, just for um, I don't have my preseason top 10 yet at this point in time. I I have some thoughts on where teams are range wise, but I haven't really sat down and crunched what a top 10 should be. And And there's two ways to look at it. Right. You know, one way to look at it is projecting what your top 10 prediction is going to be, right? right? That's one way of doing it. And then the other is to predict or to not predict, but to rank, okay, where should teams deserve to be heading into the beginning of the season? And that's why I've said you know, the the more common one is is projecting where a team should be to start the season <clears throat> based on what you did last season, what you have returning, which is all those different factors that go into it, right? And so that's why I've said with that one, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with a range for Notre Dame of, you know, really eight to 12, eight to 13, you know, cause they still have some things to prove, but uh, so I I don't, so I don't have a specific one through 10. I think there's the way, the best way for me to do it is kind of go through the conferences Vince and mention the teams that I think are top 10 caliber okay. Yeah, okay. and then we can quickly kind of go through it that way. Yeah. Uh, So let's start off, obviously, with Notre Dame. I think it should be a top 10 team for me. If you want to have them 12, 13, I can live with that. I'd have them a tad higher.
3: We're
0: driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Like, the whole thing about preseason rankings is you want to be able to have the destiny in your own hands, right? Mm-hmm. And so, to I mean, yes, can you go from unranked to top 10, you know, if you take care of business? Uh, absolutely. Notre
2: Dame okay. did that in 2012.
1: Right. You can absolutely do that. There's no it's doubt 2017. About it. Yeah. I, I like it better if you're within puncher's distance, you know, yeah. uh, of, of where you need to be it's to start things e- off. I and mean, it's
2: certainly easier if you have a loss that way absolutely uh, you know absolutely when that was so funny about that silly rant that guy went on the other day Notre Dame is always overrated in the preseason I was like well in for the last six years they've actually finished ranked higher than they started the preseason right. and the two times they went lower they went from 9 to 15 and 5 to 18 so it's not like you know Notre Dame was supposed to be a top 10 team and they finished 5 and 7 like you know just, right. just kind of a silly kind of a silly thing to say but yeah Oh, for Notre that. Dame, uh, quick strengths and weaknesses. Strengths, obviously, they should expect to have a good offensive line and run game. You've got a veteran quarterback that's very productive. You've got a very good secondary coming back. Uh, weak, you know, weaknesses heading into the season. You've got a lot of question marks at the at the pass catcher position. You know, you, you don't have a lot of guys with proven production on your roster. I think the defensive line is very similar, right? A lot of a lot of guys that have played a decent amount of football, but nobody that's been the dude. Uh, sure. Not a young and inexperienced defensive line. It's just. No one's proven that they can be difference makers and be those guys. And then the linebacker plays, what are you going to do? Are you going to play like last year uh, where you're very inconsistent? Or are you going to step up and, and be better? So I think those are those are the big ones for me. And then, of course, the schedule's challenging. And, and everybody focuses on the big three. But you know, at Duke, at NC State, at you know, home against Pitt, at Louisville, those are not going to be easy games either. And I think those are the things for me, Vince. Um, let's start with the Big Ten. I think there's three teams to me that have a, a shot to be top 10 teams Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Quickly on Ohio State, Vince. If you want to add to any of these, feel free to add to these. You're going to be better off with the other teams because I haven't, like,
1: I got my Lindy's and i read about Notre Dame, but I haven't read about it. Anybody? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, we're like, not, we're I going to meet this
2: weekend it. to kind of go over what yeah. our schedule is going to be for that. So you don't need to, obviously, you haven't needed to do that yet. But, <laughs> right. Uh, Ohio State, obviously, look, what's the, what's the, the, the quick strengths, they're very good at the skill positions on offense. Sure. That's that's a big one. You've got really good running backs coming back. Uh, you're in the conversation for best back in the country if they're all healthy. That's a big if right now. You obviously have the best receiving core in the country, in my opinion. I don't think that's really debatable. And if you want to throw in Cade Stover into that conversation, too, it, it only solidifies that argument because I think he's a really good player that's poised for a really good season. You've got a lot of talent on the D line. It, it's still got to be more consistent, but you're going into year two of your defensive system. So I expect it That's to be big. so. Your front seven, really, your front seven's really good. What are question marks for Ohio State? Two on offense. Obviously, Kyle McCord at quarterback is, is a question mark. I think he's going to produce. I mean, if you play quarterback at Ohio State, you're going to put up numbers. Right. The question is, will he be able to make the money play? So, like one of the worst statistical games of the season last year for CJ Stroud was the Notre Dame game. But what he impressed me so much in that game is because he made so many just tough mm-hmm. throws on the run because he was getting pressured and just putting the ball in. I mean, Notre Dame's guys are in perfect coverage, you think. Right. And those then he just throws that low-away and fastball that only his guy can catch. And you're like, see, that you know, the numbers weren't great, but those were money plays. You know, can Kyle McCord do that this year in in, in the big three games that they have? That's the question mark. Offensive and and then doing so with a really makeshift offensive line after losing, you know, really three starters last year that, that worked for an offensive line that wasn't great to begin with. And you lose by far your three best players. You had to go to the transfer portal to get a tackle after spring. That's a question mark. And their secondary gets a lot of hype. It's still a question mark to me. It was not great last year they have a lot to prove to me. They get a lot of hype. I mean, Denzel Burke was ranked by Lindy's as being a better cornerback than Benjamin Morrison. I don't know what that's based on. Wow. But, uh, you know, other than hype and reputation, but uh, that's still a question mark for me. Michigan, man, they're just steady. You know, like they're not sexy. They don't blow you away. You know, you don't look and say, boy, this guy's just a phenomenal. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. He's, oh, all world this, that, and the other. Like, there's no Marvin Harrison on their team with all due respect to Blake Corum. He's a really good college running back. He's not a guy that's like, hey, you know top 10 NFL draft pick
1: well and the question about him is going to be coming off that injury too right, right? And, mean, yeah late season what's injury be but, like
2: you know Donovan Edwards is really good is he Bijan Robinson no and and so they don't really have that guy maybe Will Johnson becomes that in the secondary as sophomore cornerback but it's just man they're just steady everywhere you know I think if you were to say weaknesses I would say uh receiver as far as winning the big games you know can can they get enough play at, from the receiving core this year to 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 you know continue what they've been doing uh, defensively. Their defensive line is kind of like Notre Dame's. They have a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, but not a lot of guys that have been like stars. You know, can they take that next step? Obviously, they gave up a lot of points last year in the in the postseason game. Couldn't stop TCU. You know, are they gonna are they gonna get better? The secondary overall was was good last year. You lost DJ Turner. That's obviously a loss, but uh, you know Michigan should still be steady. I just it's my thing with Michigan is number one their schedules a little bit tougher this year well not tougher but their schedule's a little bit um it's it's interesting this year you know I mean they play Ohio State at home and I just have a weird feeling that Ohio State's going to win that game I don't know why they have they have not looked like a team that had any business beating Michigan the last two years but I just have a feeling that they're going to win that game Penn State Vince for me um this is the one I'm
1: interested to hear about because I know they're getting a lot of love yeah especially offensively
2: rightfully so to a degree yeah okay yeah. They have a loaded backfield. With the two, the two returning sophomores are outstanding. I think Nicholas Singleton has a chance to compete for the best running back in college football this season. He wasn't last year, but he was a great freshman last year. Certainly the best freshman running back. You know he's a very talented player. They don't have to overuse him because they have other players. I mean, you, you know, the, and they they they're losing like their four string running back, and he's going to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame's like, oh, hopefully he can you know he can really help us this year. And he was a guy that you know really got beat out by three guys last year, not because he's not a good player, but they're just loaded at running he's back, loaded, you know? Man. Yeah. You got the Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton. And, you know, so they've had a couple guys leave that are pretty good backs because they just got beat out by much better players. You know, the receiving core should be solid. It, it you know, losing Parker Washington was a loss, but you've got some solid players coming back. They should be really good at tight end this year with, uh with Brenton. Uh Actually, no, actually, it's strange. Strange isn't back. I think strange is gone. He went to the NFL, right? No. Uh, I have to go look, but they have Theo Johnson and they have one other tight end. I forget who it was. I was looking at it yesterday. Their offensive line should be a lot better. See, that's been a bit an issue for them in past years. And and Phil Troutwine, I think, really struggled developing that line early on. I thought last year was probably the best job he did. I thought they got better and better and better, especially in the run game. And uh, offensively, it's going to come down to how much are you going to ask Drew Allard to do and what's he going to be able to do? You know, if they're going to say, "Hey, Drew Aller, or go win us a bunch of football games," they're going to be disappointed because that's putting a lot on the shoulders of a sure. a, a sophomore, uh, really kind of a redshirt freshman type of guy. Because I mean, he he's a sophomore eligibility wise, but redshirt freshman in regard to how much he played. He threw sixty balls last year. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's a guy that's got a lot of ability, but he's he's a little inaccurate as a young quarterback. You know, he's a guy that is is can make some big throws. I actually thought he played well in the spring game. There's a couple times I watched him. There's like one time where he was looking deep and then just kind of process. It, it, you could see his eyes. And then he went like, bam, bam, backside in cut. And I was like, oh, okay, That that's, that's what I want to see from a kid like him. But he's just going to have his bouts of inaccuracy. So it's can you have your offense to where you don't need him to go out there and throw for 300 yards every game? Sure. If they can do that, I think they'll be fine, and they should be able to do that with their line, their tight ends, and their running back. Defensively, this is the side of the ball that I, that I look at, and I'm like, you know, Penn State, I don't know what to make of them, Vince, because numbers-wise last year they did some good things. Only gave up 18 points a game. Uh, looking at them you know, statistically, they only gave up 320 yards per game, and they only gave up 4.6 yards per play. But then you look at their schedule and you're like they didn't play anybody. I mean, they literally didn't play anybody all year. Uh, Purdue threw for three sixty-five on them. Michigan ripped them apart, ran for four hundred eighteen yards. You know, Ohio State had over four hundred fifty yards on them, seven point five yards per play. And and you just kind of look at it and be like, man, like they only really played two good, three good offenses last year. And those three teams scored thirty-one. And they should have lost to Purdue. They had that fluky play at the end of the game. You remember that? Yeah. That one in the game. Uh, you should have lost to Purdue. You got beat up by Ohio State. You gave up 44 to Ohio State, and you gave up 41 to Michigan. So you played three deep offenses with a pulse, and they all went minimum 31 on you. You know, the rest of their schedule was – here's the rest of their schedule. Ohio, Auburn, who stunk, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, uh, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan State, and then Utah. And they did a good job shutting Utah down, but the caveat is they didn't have the tight end Dalton Kincaid and Cameron Rising got hurt, like, really early in that game. So those three, to me, if Penn State's defense can be – can, because here's the thing about Penn State's defense. They have a lot of athletic players. Abdul Carter at at, uh, at linebacker. You've got Canlyn King coming back. But I just feel like they never quite get the most out of the talent they have. And I think that's the side of the ball, to me, that where they've wasted a lot of talent. Can Manny sure. Diaz in year two get that turned around? That's going to be a question. And if they can, that's what's going to yeah, make Penn – because I think Penn State's a dark horse – Big Ten title contender this year, because they're the one team that I think athletically can match with most teams. They just don't play to their potential, and if they can put it together this year, then that's a team to me that has a sh- shot to 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 make some noise in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Well, they're on the same
1: they're they're in the same division as Michigan and Ohio State, right?
2: They all are, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's going to be. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just a tough. Like, can they all beat each other? You know, what yeah. is that going to? That's that's going to be very interesting. So I, I hate the divisions in the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah it's, it just – it just, and I know that it's cyclical and all of those things, but it just feels like all the well, talent e- is on one side. Even and then, if
2: it's you know. cyclical, Vince, let's be honest. Throughout just about every cycle, those three that you're thinking of, Ohio State Michigan right. and Penn State, are going to be the better teams in the conference. I mean, that's just right. the reality of it. Correct. The other thing about Penn State, too, Vince, is I think their schedule works out relatively well. Uh, if, if you look at their three toughest games, in my opinion, it's Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan – Sure. They get two of those at home and they get Michigan and Iowa at home and those are two teams that you know they they that play them tough the rest of their schedule is West Virginia at home, Delaware at Illinois. That could be tough, but it's early in the year at Northwestern, UMass, Indiana, at Maryland, Rutgers, at Michigan State, and I don't expect Michigan State to be very good either. So it really comes down to it to, you know, whose schedule is most favorable sure. in that league. And you know, when when I look at Penn State, they get two of the two their two of their three toughest games are um Uh, at home and then you look at ohio state and i think their three toughest uh, of their three toughest road games or excuse me conference games two of them are on the road they got to go to wisconsin in october which means they'll be into deep into late october that means they'll be deep into the luke fickle era means they'll have some games under their belt they'll have a better idea what they're doing than catching them early like they caught notre dame last year early Uh, and then you look at it to vince where they've got to play at michigan and then they get penn state at home And so it's like, wow, okay. So the three of their toughest games are are on the road, and and then of course you look at Michigan and their schedule's an absolute joke. Their three toughest games are Ohio State, Penn State, and I don't know, maybe Nebraska, maybe Minnesota. I mean, their schedule is an absolute freaking joke. And I think that's something that helps them. But of the three toughest games, whether you pick Nebraska or Minnesota, two of their three toughest games are at home. They got to play at Penn State, and then they got to play against Ohio state. So it comes down to it. If I'm right, that I think this is the year that Ohio state gets back on track against me. I just have a hard time seeing Michigan beating Ohio state three years in a row. I just, right. I just do. And I don't right. care where the game is played. Right. If Agreed. I'm right about that, then Michigan's going to have a tough time winning the league. Cause I don't think they're going to beat Penn state at Penn state either. If I'm wrong about that, then right there and right. Boom. Just like that. They're the, they're the big 10 title favorite. Right. In my yeah. Cause I've said this about Ohio state. I think Ohio state could actually be a better team this year than they were last year, but have a worse regular season record. Because their schedule is going to be tougher. They got to go to Michigan. They got to go to Notre Dame. They have to go to Wisconsin, and they have to play at home against Penn State. Where Michigan's schedule? This is literally this is one of the worst and most embarrassing schedules I've ever seen. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, Indiana, at Michigan State, bye week, Purdue, at Penn State, at Maryland, home against Ohio State. Like, not, not exactly a murderer's row. No, uh, Their November's tough. I mean, yeah, I'll give them that. They're November. They got tough. eight
1: games to get ready for it and
2: a bye, right? <laughs> right before the month of November, so yeah, it's it's a it's ridiculous. They're not in conference of East Carolina, UNLV, yeah, and Bowling Green is embarrassing. That's sad. They should be ashamed of, their, of themselves for that. The yeah. abs- Absolutely. That's 100%. how they put
1: together their schedule. You know,
2: with
4: those
1: three. Like, come on, hundred percent. That's embarrassing. But what we're supposed to, you know prop them up as a title yeah. contender you know what I mean so, yeah you know, it's hard for me to have respect for that kind of a thing
2: SEC teams that I view as top 10 teams obviously Georgia is in that conversation uh, strengths they're Georgia they're going to be inf- incredibly talented right. they've got a lot of weapons coming back on offense uh, their offensive line should be really good they've recruited incredibly well on in defense their, their young linebackers that were young this year will now be the anchors of that team you're going to have some youth in the defensive line. Uh, you're going to have some replacements to make in the secondary it's safety. You lose Chris Smith. You lose Keeley Ringo. But again, they're 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 pretty loaded. I think the big question for them really comes down to Georgia's going to be Georgia. It's can Carson Beck be the money player that Stetson Bennett it was? Right. I have little doubt that Carson Beck's going to have numbers very similar to what Stetson Bennett had in 2021. Very little doubt about that. The question for me, however, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about with C.J. Stroud. I have zero doubt that Kyle McCord is going to put up numbers. The question is, will he? Be, will he be the money player? Will he make the right. plays in the money games, the money moments, like like Stetson Bennett did? That's what that's what made Stetson Bennett to me a winner, uh, at least on the football field. In life, different conversation, right? But on the football field. It's because when they needed to make a play, they could make it. And that's that's right. truly what being a winning quarterback comes down to. It's not numbers. It's when the game is on the line, can you go make a winning play? And well, numbers
1: are deceiving.
2: I mean, right. how many times have we talked about – Especially in today's game, Vince, the you way know, offenses are, yeah.
1: Well, and and the way you can just rack up numbers against lesser opponents. I mean, you know, the Citadels and the the MAC teams of the world and all of those different things. I mean, we've seen – we've seen quarterbacks load up on those players are on those teams. And then when they actually play a team that is legit, they don't, you know what I mean? They don't have, they just don't have it. And and you're right. It's those money plays. It's the the third and long with the game on the line, you know, that kind of a thing. Are they going to put the ball right. where it needs to go? Like CJ Stroud did last year against Notre Dame, his numbers weren't great, but man, did he make plays when he had to. And those were backbreaking plays if you're a Notre Dame person, right? So can they do that i don't i don't know the answer to that i think that's that's the biggest question mark for me for georgia
2: it's not that i don't think carson beck can do it it's just simply we i don't know see it. yeah we don't know I just need to see it right yeah. but i expect georgia to be good again they're my number they're my preseason number 1 vince cuz you know my stance on this year the champs until somebody beats you that's the for one sure. definitive i say who's who's going to be ranked where they're they're ranked number 1 Alabama, I think, is going to be a lot better than people think. Vince, I really do. I think their offense, obviously, there's some question marks with their offense, right? There's Their offensive line still a work in progress. It's talented, but it's a work in progress. But I love Coach Wolford. I think he's a really good football coach. You know, they're, I think they're going to run the ball more. I think one of the beefs I've had with Alabama in recent years, Vince, as you know, is they've gone away from what worked for them. So Georgia has – Alabama said, hey, we can't win that way anymore. And Kirby Smart said, yeah, you can. Watch. And they went out and won playing old-school Alabama football. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I think that part of the reason you hire a guy like Tommy Reese, I, I don't – yes, there's the intricate pass schemes and all that kind of stuff, but if you're hiring Tommy Reese for any other reason than number one to bring your run game back, then I don't know what the heck you're doing. I mean, that's the one thing that we've seen Tommy Reese offenses be pretty good at in his, what, three years as an offensive coordinator. Sure. Two of those three teams could really run the football and instances where they didn't have a lot of support in the past game. And and uh, I think that's something that, that you look at. They're going to have a very talent, young but talented backfield. The thing for me is defensively is uh, I have two thoughts on Alabama. Number one is they're going to be incredibly talented on defense. and I actually think they're going to be a little bit more athletic this year. They lose Henry to, to – uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tuoto, right? I forget how to pronounce it. He was a really smart, heady player, but he wasn't super athletic, which is why he got drafted pretty low. I think they're going to be more athletic, a linebacker, younger. I think their defensive line is going to be very good. Their freshman class is going to help there out a ton, not just Keon Keeley, but like James Smith, some of those other guys. Their secondary returns, everybody but Branch, who's a who's a good player, but I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to make a big jump this year. The The question for me is with Alabama, I could see them being a playoff team, winning the SEC. I could eat, I could see them competing for a championship this year. But there's too many question marks. Quarterback and the the coordinators. How will they adapt? And I, I think we know what we're going what the, the floor of what they're gonna get for Tommy Reese Vince. I, I mean, I think sure. we know the oh, floor yeah. of that. We don't know the ceiling of that. I'm more concerned about Kevin Steele. Uh, as you remember, what we said about this about Kevin Steele a year ago, we said Mario Cristobal is gonna bring him in. They're gonna recruit well, and then they're gonna replace him with real coaches. Well, that opinion hasn't changed. So either, A, Saban is, see something in Kevin Steele that I don't see after watching him for the last 20-plus years, or this is a move that Saban's going to have his hand in the defense a little bit more this year uh, than he has in the past. And so if that's the case, then I think this is a title contender. If it's not the case and he's just going to trust Kevin Steele to do what he's going to do, then I think Alabama will stub their toe a little bit. And, uh, but I think Alabama is going to be a lot better than some, than some people think Vince this year. I think people talking about the Alabama is going to take a step back. They are not a vintage Alabama team. They are not, but I think this team is going to be pretty good. Now the question is they have a tough schedule and they, like you just, remember, I just read Michigan schedule. I do. Here's Alabama schedule. They play middle Tennessee. Then they play Texas. At South Florida, Ole Miss, at Mississippi State, at Texas A and M, home against Arkansas, home against Tennessee, home against LSU, at Kentucky, Chattanooga, at Auburn. You know, so so that's a challenging schedule. It is now, of course, as they always are. They never have to play Georgia, uh, but if they do win the the West, they're going to have to play Georgia in the in the right. SEC title game. So it's a it's a challenging schedule. You know, you're playing Texas out of conference. I, I dig that. You, you know, you always play Tennessee out of you know as the as the crossover game. Your other your other crossover games are at Kentucky, who's a very well coached, tough, physical, defensive football team that Georgia beat sixteen to six last year. And I think they're going to be better quarterback this year if Devin Leary can stay healthy. Because you know my stance, I think Will Levis stinks. If Devin Leary's healthy, I think he fits that offense from uh, Lee and Cohen very well it's a precision accuracy those type of things and he has a lot more of that than what will levis had so i think kentucky's going to be a sneaky quality team this year so they're, they've got two good crossover games this year that they have to play so i think they're going to be good lsu is is a is an unknown to me vince they have a lot of question marks and i still have to study their team a little bit just to to kind of get more acquainted with who they have coming back so i can't give you a full in-depth detail on them but i do think their offense is going to be really good this year I do. I think their offense is going to score points. The question is going to be, can they stop people in the big games? And I I see all these lists about how Matt House is a top 10 defensive coordinator, and there's all this hype about him. and they gave up 22 points a game last year. But I'm like, yeah, but what do they do in the games that matter? They gave up 40 to Tennessee. They gave up 35 to Florida. gave up 31 to Bama, 38 to Texas A&M, and 50 to Georgia. Mm. Like, it's not good. And so they got to prove that they can get better and make stops in some of the bigger games. And uh, they did it to a degree against Alabama. I mean, keeping Alabama to 31, you could say that's kind of a win. And it it is. But in the other games, their defense just couldn't make stops. So that's going to be the big question for me. Are they going to be able to do it? Honestly, I have to study LSU a little bit more to tell you if they are. I'm just telling you what I know of their team last year. That's going to be the big thing they're going to have to figure out this year. Is make more stops. I can't tell you how how they're gonna be able to do it because I'm just not as familiar with their roster as other teams, Vince. But I think those are the only three top ten teams in the SEC. I know there's others that are gonna hype, but those are the only three for me. Anybody in the SEC okay. that you that you would say, hey, needs to be because like Tennessee to me, I understand that everybody's you know hyping them as a top 10 team because of what they did last year, but I I don't think people understand just how good, yeah, just how good Hendon Hooker was last right. year.
1: Well, I think I they really understood don't. it when Hendon Hooker got hurt. I think they got a real yeah. good view of how <laughs> how you know, they, they they fell off, you know? I mean, they were not the yeah. team that they
2: were when he was not there. offensively. I mean, they scored 31 on on Clemson, but like that Clemson game is one of the most misleading 31 to 14 wins I've ever seen. Clemson literally missed like Four field goals in that game, I believe, in the first half, and then ran a fake field goal on their first drive that didn't work. I mean, Clemson left a lot of points on the field. And then they had a couple blown assignments in the second half that allowed him to put up better numbers than what I actually thought he had playing that game. And then their other game was Vanderbilt. You know, it's like, what are you really learning against Vanderbilt, in my opinion? Sure. So, but it's also it's one of those things where you and I talk about this all the time, Vince. Don't get too excited when you see a backup quarterback do something because they don't have film on what that guy exactly. brings to the table.
1: All the time. They're going to have all
2: film time. on 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 this kid. They're going to defend them differently. Plus no Jalen Hyatt, no Cedric Tillman, uh, no Darnell Wright at right tackle. I think they peaked a little bit too early, so they lost some guys they otherwise wouldn't have lost. I still think Tennessee's going to be good. I still think they're a 9-win team, but 9 and 3. It to me doesn't have you preseason. I don't top think that gets you in the top in 10. Opinion. So we, we've listed off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams so far, right? right? We still have three conferences to go, right? Um, Pac 12. I mean, this is the thing is like there's a lot of teams in this conversation. Pac 12 or pack 12 to me will kind of quickly work through those. I think Oregon has a chance to be a top 10 team, they still have a lot to prove. I don't know if I'd put them in there yet. They're going to be very talented but they're going to be a team that has to you talk about LSU proving they got to, they can make stops. Oregon's definitely going to have to prove that they can make stops because even in some of their wins they give up a lot of points. They gave up here's the points they gave up last year. 49 against Georgia, 41 to Washington State, 27 to Stanford, 22 to Arizona, 30 to UCLA, 37 to Washington, 38 to Oregon State and 27 to North Carolina. And uh you know, so they're they're yeah, they they went 10 and 3 last year, but they were they, I'll I'll say this, they were closer to being 8 and 5. Than they were to, uh, you know, twelve and two, two or twelve or, and yeah. one, right? Yeah, right. So their defense is gonna have to get better. They lost. They had a weird offseason. They lost a lot of kids in the portal and then added a lot of kids in the portal. I don't know how that's going to go for a second year coach. I don't know how that's going to go in, in roster makeup. So I don't really know what to make of Oregon this year. But I I know that they have a lot to prove. In my opinion, uh, Washington is definitely a top ten team to me. I think their defense is going to be better this year in year two of, of that system. Their offense is going to be dynamic. I mean, they they brought back their quarterback. Both of their top receivers come back. They have some other, you know, Giles uh, Jackson, I believe, comes back. They have some other receivers that are kind of complimentary players that are really good. Their offensive line should be good. They lost the Kirkland kid at tackle, but they should still be good on the offense. They, and they got two running backs in. They got a kid that transferred in from Mississippi State, and they got the Daniel Ngata kid transferring in from uh, Arizona State, I believe is where it came from. And now the question is, can they make some stops? I mean, Washington, like everybody talks about Oregon this year. And I'm like, why are we talking about Oregon? Like what, what have they done to be, to be considered over Washington, Washington, first of all, Washington beat them at Oregon last year, Washington went 11 and two and their losses were by eight and seven points. And those were early, late September, early October. And then they got hot after that one, seven games and beat Texas in a bowl game. So like why is washington not getting more love instead of oregon is it because their uniforms don't you know aren't as bright i don't know but to <laughs> me to me the two best teams in the pac 12 coming back this year are usc and washington uh washington's they got to be able to run the ball better that's the thing for me and not that they got to run it for a lot of yards it's, you know what it is Vince like it's 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 you not know, talk about this it's it's yes you can have a great you can win with a great pass offense and you don't have to run for 200 yards a game but you need to be able to run when you when you have to, right? When, when you have that kind of team, because there is going to be some team good enough to throw off your pass game. Absolutely. Can you can you keep them off balance with your run game or not? And Washington really couldn't do that last year in some of the, some of the games they needed it to they needed it to happen. That's going to be a big key. But I think they're going to be better at running back this year. They're going to be in year two of that of that system. I mean, in the two games they lost, Vince they threw for three hundred forty-five and three hundred twenty-four yards. But what was the problem? They ran for seventy-one and they ran for one hundred thirty-four. Right. That that was the issue. And they averaged three point one and four four point one yards per carry in those games have to be better than that, in my opinion. And you just can't go out there and outscore people because then you're just going to get those games where what if what if Michael Penix goes down for a couple games? He's had right. injury history. You can't just all of a sudden let's start running the ball more now or, you know, hopefully we can be a great defense now. You've got to be able to establish that and it's going to make him better, too, and limit some of the pounding he's going to take. But I really like Washington coming back this year. USC, it's the same thing as last year. They're going to have good skill. They have the best quarterback in college football. Their offensive line is going to be okay. Their defense has some bigger-name guys this year, but I don't know how much better they're going to be. They also have some holes on defense. Right. And, uh, you know, until they prove that they can – until Lincoln Riley can prove he can put a good defensive team on the field, I, I, I'm not assuming it's going to happen. But they're going to be talented this year. And then Utah is a team that I just don't know what to make of because I don't know enough about Cameron Rising's injury situation because he tore his ACL in the bowl game. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't know how they're going to be. They lost some really good players. I, I I don't know enough about what they have coming back, but I'll say this I no matter what they have coming back, there's one thing I do know for a fact they have coming back, and that's Kyle Whittingham. Right. And they're Great the back to back champs. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're the back to back Pac 12 champs. But even as the back to back Pac 12 champs, Vince, they've never been a top 10 team. Right, because they they've had I think f- like four losses, you know, each of the last two years. Last year they went ten and four because they lost to Florida and Penn State because they got beat out of conference. Twenty twenty one they won the Pac twelve, but they lost to BYU and San Diego State at a conference, and then lost to Ohio State in a bowl game. So even though they're the back to back Pac twelve champs, they haven't been a team uh, that's been a, a, a when you look and say, oh, that's a top ten team, which is kind of interesting, you know, yeah, it's it is kind of fascinating. And I think Sean talked about this last week. We got asked a question about, and, and, and the, the same thing could be true this year. Because Sean talked about last week, one of the games he's really looking forward to early in the season is the Florida and uh, Utah game to kick the season off. And that's going to be a big game. But a week later, Utah goes to Baylor. They travel oh, to wow. Baylor. So they could win the Pac-12 again and be 9-3, and 8-4 and four in the regular season. It's amazing being, how
1: they look at their non-conference schedule and yeah. uh, beef it up. Unlike yeah, imagine other that. teams exactly. Imagine that, that slightly north of us,
2: yeah. Now, what big te- what what Michigan fans will say is like, oh, well, they play a they play an FCS team, Weber State. Like, I don't care, that's they deserve to play that because they, they also say Florida, Florida and Baylor, and Baylor, the- and <laughs> come on, <laughs> exactly, Jeez. exactly. You know, and 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 Weber State was a playoff team last year that knocked North Dakota not North Dakota State, but North Dakota out of the first round of the playoff last year. You know, so uh, yeah. Hey, let, the, the, I, I State, want listen. Uh, Weber State beat Utah State, a a power, right. an FBS team, right? Thirty-five to seven last year. So even their FCS team is probably better than at least one of Michigan's. Look, don't think that Weber State couldn't beat Bowling Green or UNOV. Don't right. kid yourself about that because they just beat Utah State last year, thirty-five to seven.
1: I would love to hear a Michigan fan literally, I mean, legitimately with a straight face, try and say that their non-conference schedule is better than. Well, it's because
2: it. It, it, it's not. They won't say that, but they'll say, well, it's because our regular season or the Big Ten is so good. Is it that, though? No, it's not. Is it? Come it's on. Very top heavy. Right. It's very top heavy so um so that's a big 12 to me the only preseason top 10 team i actually i don't think there's a single big 12 top 10 team to me
1: then it's the i see lost that's...
2: way too much and i and i know there's a lot of hype about texas but they went eight and five last year right. Could texas be a top 10 team sure. absolutely but they're they and fall if, in the
1: question mark category the, sure.
2: yeah how how do you how do you and here's my issue how do you nitpick notre dame what notre dame has coming back right and some of the nitpicking is justified. It is. But then right. tell me that 8-5 and five Texas should be a top 5-10 to 10 team. Uh-uh. Can't go there with you. Uh, they have a lot to prove, so they're not a top preseason top 10 team. Oklahoma, I think, is going to be a lot better this year. They're not a preseason top 10 team. Right. And TCU, I get that they did well last year, but they lose way too much. And I think they just had one of those Magical miracle seasons. seasons. Yeah, yeah, they right. just did. Yeah. I, they're going to be a 3-4 loss team this year my opinion
1: what what cracks me up is everybody wants to talk about how notre dame's overrated all the time and just replace the word notre dame with texas texas is one of the most overrated teams generally in the preseason than any other team that i've ever heard of everybody always thinks they're going to be so good and all that and then they fall off the map and they generally fall off the map pretty early it feels like too like it's not like they take you know their top 10 ranking into the middle of the season you know into the teeth of their conference you know conference slate it's like oh well yeah i guess they're not as good as we thought and then you don't hear about texas again for the rest of the year right so i i i'm gonna have to see texas be something before i get on board with texas being something like the only, you know they had a really good running back right it, you know oh, yeah. two right.
2: actually yeah two right. Because Roshan Johnson was a pretty good player as well, yeah.
1: And and they got Quinn Ewers who can spin it. I'm not going to debate that,
2: right? Yep, Xavier but, Worthy's dynamic when he catches but can the they, ball. Can they right. put
1: all that together? Can they put right. all that together and be effective? I, I just, I need to see it. I need to
2: see it. Agree 100%. ACC, last conference, there's two top 10 teams in the ACC. Two top 10 contenders. In the ACC. I don't know that I'd have Clemson in the top 10, but they're at least in the conversation. Sure. I think they're going to be better on offense. They have a really good offensive line coming back. I think they're going to be better at quarterback. They've got a really good running back. Uh, their their receiver skill should better suit their offense this year. With you know Williams steps up. They've got uh, the stiletto kid comes back. They've got some incoming freshmen that I think can help them out this year. I think they're going to be a little better at receiver this year than they were last year. Defensively is the big question mark, right? Can their defensive coordinator – get them going. Cause they had some slips slip ups last year with really good players. Right. You know I mean? You, you, you had Bercy and, and, and Miles Murphy and you weren't banged up. You weren't missing anyone when you, when Notre Dame just ran it down your face for an entire <laughs> 60 minutes of football. Yeah, absolutely. You were missing no one. Right. You had Trenton Simpson, you had Barrett Carter, you had Jeremiah Trotter, you had Brian Bercy, you had KJ Henry, you had, you had Roke, a row, 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 literally how you say his name. Shut up. Uh, we finally figured that out. Um, like you had uh, get ready to sing a nursery rhyme. Yeah, exactly. You had Miles Murphy. You had all those guys, and you just couldn't stop it. I don't think that happens to a Brent Venables defense. He would have right. had found answers. So will they would have adjusted? This, it wouldn't have lasted right. the whole. Yeah, no. right. Agreed. So will will you know? Will you come out this year and, and be better? I don't know. That there's a lot of questions for me, but they're talented. They are. Sure. They do have talent. And I think Cade Klubnik's gonna be a really good football player. Florida State to me is a is a team that I am willing to put in the top 10. They had a really weird kind of stub your toe middle of the season. And I when because like when they started the season, Vince, I'm like, hey, you know what? Florida State is showing me something. They had they it's all about all. it when
1: they beat LSU. Yeah, yeah let's go. Let's yeah. go, they, go. They had a know. nice
2: road win at Louisville the next week, and then they smacked Boston College. And then Sam Hartman beat them. And by the way, for all the people talking about how you know Jordan Jordan Travis is a better quarterback or whatever I just want to point out quickly that Sam Hartman is 3 and0 against Florida State and two and0 including two games in Tallahassee like last year's game was and he's two and0 against Jordan Travis I just want to make sure that we all understand that aspect of it with Wake Forest with Wake Forest is his Wake team. Forest just want to point yeah. that out real quick right but they lost 31-21 to Wake Forest then they went on the road and that was one of the weirdest losses I've ever seen. Nineteen Seventeen NC State. They had like this weird punt fiasco thing. Like they they peed that game away. They played with Clemson for a half, and then Clemson kind of rolled in the second half. And then Florida State kind of scored late to make it closer uh, last year. And and then they, I was like, okay, well, so much for Florida State turning the corner. They're going to implode again, right? Just giving games yeah. away. And they came out the next week, Vince, and beat Georgia Well, they took, had a bye. They came out that next week and beat Georgia Tech 41-16. And it was a sloppy game, but it was convincing. Then they absolutely annihilated Miami and Syracuse on the road by a combined score of 83-6. to hmm. And I said, okay, this is a different Florida State team. They're not going to implode because they had some stupid losses. They bounced back. Then they beat Louisiana Lafayette. They beat Florida in, in a really entertaining game and then beat Oklahoma in a bowl game. Uh, they got some really good transfers coming in. So they're I think they're gonna be even more talented this year than they were last year. And being a 10 and three team to me, with everybody coming back, including your quarterback, warrants you being a preseason top 10 team. Now here's the key. They got to prove to me they can beat Clemson. Sure. Right? That's that's the key. They got to prove to me they can beat Clemson. And and so part of me wants to say, Vince, and this is where I'm a little bit torn on on and why I haven't made my preseason ranking yet. Pardon me wants to say, you look on paper. And there's no question who I think the best team in the ACC is going to be this year, Florida State. But then you look at it and say, but um, Florida State hasn't proven they can beat Clemson. Really, I mean it it's it's been a minute since they beat Florida since they they beat Clemson. I think it's I think you have to go back to 2014. Actually, let me just look this up real quick, Vince. It's yeah, 2014. Uh, that was the 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 year that. Florida State went to the college football playoff that first year. They beat Clemson 23-17. Clemson since then has won seven straight games over Florida State. And of those seven games, only one, two of them have been by fewer than 10 points. And last year's 10-point game was not quite as competitive as the score might show. It was 34-28. But if I remember correctly, Vince, Florida State scored a little bit early or late to make it that way yeah florida state scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter including a touchdown with two minutes left it was 34 to 14 going into into um into the fourth quarter and it was in tallahassee so that's my only thing is i think florida state on paper has the best team in the acc but it's kind of like with michigan up until two years ago yeah but they haven't beat ohio state State in forever All right. So can Florida State do to Clemson what uh, what Michigan has done to Ohio State? We'll see. But on paper, man, I really like that Florida State team coming back.
1: No one will be really a bigger good. fan of Florida State than me. That first weekend at Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, because so, and and they're playing that game on Sunday night, which I think is very yeah. interesting. So it'll yeah. be probably the only game in town. You know, so everybody's going to be watching it, and we're going to find out. Honestly, we're going to find out a lot about LSU and Florida State. Yes. You know what I agreed. mean? Like who, which team is a legit top 10 team? My, I, I think we're going to find, yeah. uh, we're going to get a lot of questions answered that very first weekend of yeah. the season, week two for Notre Dame, of course, but.
2: in holy moly, we just spent 40 minutes on the first question. I know. So I was Skyler thinking. definitely got <laughs> uh, his or her uh, his money worth on that question. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. There's That's no like, doubt. I'm going to cut this show. out. I'm going to cut did. this no yeah. but seriously I've already decided I'm going to cut this out and put this up on <laughs> CFB Nation. Right. when I do, when I do the podcast because that's a show. I think that's a pretty good preview. So a <laughs> nice that little was great. nice little dive into those teams. So Well,
1: I, I wrote down everything that we talked about, right? And mm-hmm. so we ended up with 11 teams in, the, in uh, that are quote unquote top 10ish teams. And we and didn't include like,
2: Texas, right? You didn't no, like I, did. okay.
1: Utah, Oregon and Texas I put under the question mark. Yeah. So so
2: yeah, yeah. Fair. I mean so that's four, 14, basically, then we talked about. Yeah. 11 yep. teams that we view are definitely top 10, 10 teams. teams. Yeah. yeah, right. That's fair. So I thought that that's was
1: interesting. Fair. I was just kind of keeping track to see what we ended up with. Because we were just going like, okay, you know, best teams in each conference. Like, what is that yeah. going to end up looking well, I like? Well,
2: was, I was trying to do teams that I view as potential top 10 sure. teams in each oh, conference. Oh, yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And of course the title yeah. contenders are going to be that, you know, I, I don't know if there's any non power five that teams that I would look this year as potential top 10 jumps out at me. I mean, Cincinnati's in the big 12 now, you right. know, so they're not, I don't, I don't view BYU. I don't, I, none of those teams to me, no Boise. There's no AAC teams this year that, that, you know, central Florida is not that team. So it's the power fives or the top tens this year. In my sure. Opinion. Yep. Agreed. Well, sure. so let's, uh, that was, that was fun, Vince. I I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to have to do more stay in the roster so we can – because this is similar to what we're going to do on a CFP Nation. We're going to do like right. uh, some topics. We're going to do like preseason. We're going to actually break – we're going to come up – Vince and I are going to come up with a preseason top 25 and actually kind of break it down. Yeah. Uh, we'll do like playoff predictions on those – on CFP Nation, and then we're going to do like a top 10 lists on uh, – somebody in the chat said top 10 lists are stupid. Well, I don't care. We're still doing them. Those are going to be ah. things we're going to do on CFP Nation this summer. So we're going to do, heck, who are the top 10 offenses coming back college football? the top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 coaches, uh, you know, top 10, th- all those type of things. So we're going to have some fun with that this summer.